This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Always be conceding. ABC, easy as one, two, three. Yes, it's the warm-up episode 123, and it's your host, Brady Frost, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Tom Bradshaw. Tom, how are you doing? Brady, I am excellent. How are you? You're excellent, are you? Yeah, 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 I'm brilliant. I'm absolutely awesome. I've never felt better. Well... I feel great because I went to that game on Saturday um, <laughs> and we don't have a guest joining us this week because surprisingly no one wants to come on to preview a Huddersfield Town game when you've just lost 4-1 to your <laughs> rivals. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, I'm not great. You're you're not great about the football? Everything else great apart from that? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's doing fine yourself. Yeah, yeah, good. I, um, I had my Halloween party the, the evening after that game. Oh, and, did you? And, did yeah. you go as a did you go as a captain of a ship? Uh I, di- I didn't. Uh, I no. went as um it's very niche and I don't know if people all, all know, but uh Tom, are you familiar with the Simpsons Treyasa Horror? Yes. Right. You know the episode where the monster the advertising comes to life. Yep. I was Lard Lad Donuts mascot. Excellent. Yeah, it was good. Wow. It was. Do you know what? Cheaper. Like I feel like this is the northern. What did you use for the big donut, though? An inflatable pull float of a donut. Brilliant, brilliant. I thought it was pretty good. And did uh, you yeah. um? Did you yellow up? No, I didn't. I didn't yellow up. <laughs> I was. I, I considered yellowing up. Um, can't yellow up these days. No, yeah. um, I, considered, <laughs> I considered wearing yellow paint, but I just, I, in my experience, you're always washing that off, and it doesn't quite come off. And then, yeah, I didn't want to, people to think like I had a, a vitamin D. Yeah, you do. You could look terribly, <laughs> terribly wrong, couldn't it, for the rest of the week? So you probably made a, a wise decision there, Brent. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll post to the listeners; they can have a little look. Um, I'd like you, to you, see it. Definitely, you'd like to see it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll do a little post. Um, anyway, speaking of yellow, do you want to yeah. talk about this Watford preview? Um, I think we've kind of decided. Um, <laughs> we've kind of decided we'll we'll get a little bit light on the preview because I think there's a few things we want to get off our chest. Uh, with yeah, that there, Tom. I think so. Yeah, but I mean, we'll, it's still going to be relevant to uh, a massive game coming up for town. This, um, I mean, it's. Annoyingly, that's what it's turning into, isn't it? Now it's starting to turn into every game's a big game because we need to get those points on the board. Indeed we do. So <clears throat> I'll read my spiel. Let's get into this Watford stuff and then let's touch on that heavier stuff. So the Hornets hope to put a sting in the Terriers' tail as they travel to the John Smith Stadium this Saturday. They'll turn up to HD1 with a mixed record, uh, having won just twice in their last six matches. Uh, they were both 1-0 vict- victories against Sheffield Wednesday and Swansea, respectively. However, last time out, they drew 2 all against Millwall. Um, I suppose, Tom, it's lucky that on the previous show, we don't really have to get into the bones of the previous games for town. Um, but is this maybe a bit more of a favourable fixture? Oh, 
Brady, there's so many scenarios, though, isn't there? I mean, it, it probably is, but when you look at how town squad lining up for this game is, it's going to be a very difficult one again, I think. Um, we are at home, aren't we? Um, they've conceded a few. I mean, they have kept a few clean sheets, Watford, to be fair to them. That's one thing you, you kind of give them, but... Um, it's been very hit and miss, hasn't it, for um, Ishmael there? Um, so I think you've got to be looking at it thinking you're at home. It's a team not in the best of form. Um, let's get, get three points, really, I think, Brady. But given given what we've got to play with, it's going to be pretty difficult. Mm, I, I think, well, I know we'll talk about match predictions for this one, but I think given that we've conceded nine goals in the last three matches, um, I would actually probably take a nil-nil. Just if summer, yeah. yeah, just summer to show. But yeah, it's not good. I mean, you talked about squad depth there, Tom. Do you want to get into this now or do you want to... Because um, I know you, you, you're raring to go. But you can... I mean, we, we could have a quick chat about it, couldn't we, I guess. Because um, obviously, after Saturday, Hogg picked up whatever number of yellows it is to to uh, force a ban. So he's not available. So he won't be facing his former club, will he? Um, and then you've got to look at who else is injured at the moment. Um, I mean, Joff, Josh Ruffles did turn up on Saturday. I saw, I saw photographic evidence of him at Ellen Road, but he wasn't in the squad, was he? I don't think. Um, so you might be thinking he, he might be back in contention. Um, then it's just getting into that midfield where we're really struggling. I mean, Turton's still out, um, but it's just really lacking in the middle. So Hogg won't be available. We're not sure about Rudoni yet. I mean, it didn't sound like it was as bad as we heard rumours. Um, but it'd be very... I mean, it's it seems very rare that a footballer is only out for... A game, do you know what I mean, Brady? No, it feels like if someone no. picks someone up, it's two or three weeks these days. Um, then Kasumu long term, Wiles apparently playing with a bit of a knock. So, do you know what I mean? Is he going to be in contention? We'll obviously find out at the presser in um, in a couple of days. It's normally Thursday, isn't it? Pat Jones out injured, um, and then that's that's so that's. <laughs> There's some big names in that midfield that are out injured. Um, and then Danny Ward, still out injured. Hopefully, though, sounding like he is at least getting closer to a return. Um, and then you just, you, I don't know if you saw, Brady, there was, um, it was Tom Lee's 600th career appearance. Um, unfortunately, a 4-1 loss away at Ellen Road for him. Um, but Town put a photo out and, you're kind of looking at it thinking, bloody hell, you, that's a, if that's the squad of players we've got, it looks like half and half B team and um, your first team squad. So you had the likes of Luke Daly, um, Lapenda, who actually did make the bench the other day, um, Ben Midgley and Michael Stone. So that's that's three midfielders out of the four as well. So you're thinking that those three lads, young, young B team lads, are potentially going to be in the squad um, on Saturday. And it's kind of, I mean, I, I love it. I love I love the young lads getting a chance, but it's like almost like a tidal wave of youth coming in and that's not the way to do it, is it? To throw them under the bus. Not, sorry, not under the bus. Throw them into the deep end so quickly. Um, and we've seen in the past where we've had to do that to players and, it can it can affect their careers going forward, things like that. Um, it's a lot to ask them coming in at a time like this when, yeah, um, fans kind of the toxic toxicity around the club is rising and things like that. Um, I kind of feel for them a bit if they're going to get thrown into this environment and it doesn't really go our way. I mean, have have you got? Any anything on those players, Brady? Is anyone that kind of stands out and you look forward to seeing, like from the B team coming in? Do you think they can handle the this level of football yet? Uh, I think. Look, we we do not know what their 
um, faults are of the academy, and there's been a lot of turnover. I just, I just always feel with Town since Lewis O'Brien like broke through, they've been trying, and it's very important. And obviously, we've done podcasts with David Hartshrew where we talk about the importance of the academy and like people breaking through, and for Town to be sustainable, they need to give young players a chance to make mistakes and like develop and then hopefully, you know, either keep them or sell them for a good profit. I just, yeah, I, I just feel at the current moment and maybe for the last, you know, and this could get better, but I think probably for the last 18 months, the way town are having to bring young players in, you've got a, bet, a higher chance of them turning out, unfortunately, like Ryan Schofield did, than a Lewis O'Brien. Um, having to answer your question, Tom, uh, I, I don't know, your, your pender, um, I think it's your pender, so do correct me if it's wrong, listeners. Um, he's really highly thought of. However, he's asking him a lot, but look, like we haven't got a lot to work with, and we you've talked about that squad depth. He's like, he probably might have to start because if I, I agree with you, I don't think Redona's going to make this game, so maybe it is a chance and. Look, you can flip. You can flip it either way. I think because we're all feeling a bit pessimistic about town, you think, oh, it, like it's not going to work out well. But you might come in and absolutely grab his chance. You know, every player's individual, uh, an individual, and can do differently. So maybe he's the one that gets talked about, um, and he's been talked about for for quite a while. Um, I mean, the other thing you can do is, uh, you know, um, you could say that concern about Hog. You could bring Reg into the. Defensive mid, like to cover. Mm. He's, you know, I know the, but this is the thing. Like, we're not, and we'll come yeah. on to it because we want to get into a rant about it. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think it is just like a few options, and I, I hate to be that guy, but this is kind of exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I would have kept Dwayne Holmes, like you know, yeah. and, and people like that. Um, I yeah. mean, at this point, Tom, I know we, I know he's unfortunately, I, I don't think the. Is any way back from a town, but again, like even Scott High would like it was on yeah. county. Like, well, yeah, at least at least he's got championship experience, and even I mean first team experience under his belt. As much as as much as town fans, not all town fans, but quite a lot seem to get on his back for for no reason, really, in my opinion. Um, yeah. He's he's got that experience, and I would I'd be happy to drop him in. For ninety minutes, do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, I, I feel like Scotland, mate. Yeah, and uh, and that like that's the stupid thing, Biddy. And it's like um, you, for young lads to succeed these days, I think they've got to be surrounded by um, kind of first team professionals who who are going to be really good on the on the pitch and kind of guide them through situations and moments. And another thing that um when I look at this squad, I look at, I've just been looking at the first team players we've got and seen it. And when we were going through that list of injuries and stuff, and just another thing, I don't, I just see a lack of kind of leaders in that group. Um, I feel like, um, I feel like we've had that for a while at town. Mm. I feel like we haven't had a group like, of leaders since we got promoted to the Premier League. I, f I remember when we brought in all those lads and it was like they've all either been captain or been very influential at their former clubs. Like we'd, we'd never really heard of Schindler or Heffler and all that, but they'd both captained their former teams. And it's very, it's quite rare, do you know what I mean, to, to build, build a squad like that. But it was, you had really good personalities. But now I just, it's like Hoggy is your only one on that pitch that, I kind of see guiding, playing, playing as a team and being, being, I don't know, kind of strong enough to put his opinions out and speak to other people in a way that's potentially like constructive. If you know what I mean, he's not, never looks like he's playing for himself. Whereas I think we've got a few players who very insular and don't really look like they're doing constructive criticism on that pitch. It's more like starting little little arguments with each other and and bringing like kind of young lads into a team like that can be can be a bit of um yeah can not work very well can it um yeah i think you want to do it from a position of strength and uh like we're just i don't know with town we, we, we don't really have that do we 
um, yeah. for the youngsters. But look, like you know, who knows? You know, you could bring in uh, Tom or your pender and he could do well. He could bring in mm. someone that we don't do well. You know, like I think if you, I don't want to put down the youngsters, I mean, we've talked about it. Like Keen Harrett and Carl Hodlin, like I think it's put a lot of pressure on young players who ideally I wouldn't like them to have so much pressure. You know, I'd like them yeah. to probably should be out on loan really like you know making mistakes and not having the, the spotlight but then also like you know it's an opportunity for them to grab a chance and um take that chance as it were but tom let's talk <laughs> about history corner because we yeah i feel like we're i feel like we're uh having the starter here and we've got a juicy main that we want to talk into all right yeah 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 let's go for it then brady play that jingle playing that jingle right now tom's history corner so town versus Watford Brady. Um there's only been thirty four meetings between the club. Um mm. town winning sixteen of those, drawing five and losing thirteen. So we're out on top at the moment. And by the end of this year, unless we get them in the cup, we still will be pipping them to being the, the better of the two over the over history. Um positive, there you go. Exactly. The first meeting came as recent as uh, 1969 and was a 1-1 one, one draw in front of 17,000 at Vicarage Road. And it was uh, defender Trevor Clark with a goal for town uh, to get a point where town had a, a, a semi-decent decent season, I think, that year. Um, then the last game, obviously, it was uh, a massive 3-2 win away um, goals from our favourite Mr Jack Rudoni, Pearson and Harrett um, and that was one of Neil Warnock remember him um, big wins that saw, saw us stay up uh, in what an amazing end to the season that turned out to be um, the most goals in this fixture Brady uh, was a 4-2 away defeat in 2014 can you potentially guess who scored that day, do you think? 2014, we're talking here. No, I think it's I think it is uh, Mark Robbins' season. I'm really bad at stuff like this. Just why we have a guess so I can palm it off to someone. <laughs> um, I, I just, I've got, like, real recency, like... like I know the lads, but sorry, I'm stalling it. I, I don't know. Should we, just, for the listeners, shall I just say I don't know? Uh, you don't know. It's, um, uh, I think you'd have done well to get it because one's a defender, a Scottish defender, and uh, one was uh, probably actually one of my favourite players at the town. Um, just proper workhorse. Um, it was Murray Wallace and Harry Bunn scored the consolations that day. That's um, two. That's two mentions. Harry Bunn's had in two weeks. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what I thought, Brady. And when you when you think about Harry Bunn, he was always a good little reliable player. When he popped up with odd goals, I just thought it was a bit like Joe Lolly, to be fair. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, at Hyde United these days. Yeah. Um, Thirty years old. And then. So that, that's the most goals we've seen in this fixture. But um, most memorable, Brady. I mean, it's probably only one from a town perspective, isn't there? Wouldn't well, you say? two, but you already oh, took yeah. season. I guess, uh, I guess. Um, but I mean, the big one, the big one that really saw us look like we were going to stay up the season. We achieved the impossible. Um, oh yeah, the the two 0 one at home where Ben Foster had an absolute disaster. I'm just kidding. I know which one you're talking about. Great. <laughs> I four uh, one, right? No, I'm talking about the home game, Brady. The home game. Oh, oh, oh no, yeah. I think the one niller. Yeah, that was. We good. have, but I mean, from like that was a. I, I have never heard the stadium be that loud before when that, that was, ball went in. I was, was. I was at that game, and it it, it was really good. Uh, Zanka with the back heel for Tom. Ince. Yeah, I loved Tom Ince, who actually could be playing against us on Saturday. Um, yeah. We uh, listeners are bored to death about how I feel about Tom Ince, but he's uh, someone I really liked at town, and a very um, what if me. But no, the four one. I feel like that's maybe not as important. Well, the four one away, yeah, was four one away was great. Um, well, in the scheme of things, it helped to stay up, didn't it? It did help us stay up. 
Exactly. Um, I yeah, I think um yeah, good. We've, yeah, like well, again, you you're the stat man, but I feel like we've had a few good good victories yeah, against what we have. We have, to be fair, we have. But I just, I yeah, I was touching on that one as my favourite memory. That's but you're right, favorite. the away the away day was very good as well, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, was it Quana? Quana turned into like prime Ronaldinho, I think, didn't he? Yeah, he had that in him, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He no, did. Let, let's see. We're already happy at talking about nice memories. Um, yeah. So, also, Brady, <laughs> fun fact here, and yeah. you already touched on it earlier, saying you'd, you'd want one in this, you'd take it already. There has never been a nil-nil result between Huddersfield Town and Watford. So, maybe Saturday would be the first. Oh, I mean, I, I hope not, but also, like... I would Given the that. two teams... Um, Defensive abilities in recent games, I'd, I'd probably say potentially not. <laughs> well, Tom, um, I know this is your history corner. Can I add a stat to, I suppose, Watford's recent history? Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm aware, they've only won one game away from home this season. Oh, well, at least it's not zero because then it would have definitely been their first, yeah. first away against town, wouldn't it? Um, well, Fingers crossed. Um, played for both. You've already touched it, touched on it. Tommins, um, obviously, played for Town thirty-three times, but most of them came in that Premier League season. Uh, the first one, um, only scored two goals for Town and one against Watford. Um, and obviously, he is currently at Watford. We've got um, Leeson, a defender, made over seventy appearances for both clubs, scoring twice for Watford and once for Town. Hoggy, obviously, joining town from Watford, uh, made about 78 appearances for Watford, and oh, what a legend, made over 320 appearances for town now, Brady. Um, part of that very famous Troy Deeney goal as well, and he, he heads it down to Troy Deeney in the build-up the, uh, the build to probably the best goal in playoff history. I think. Oh yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. Also, I don't know about you, I don't know about you with this with that goal, but <laughs> obviously it's an, a classic. But every time, I'm just like, <laughs> I can't believe Hogs there. Like I know yeah. it's a breakaway, but I still I'm still always like, so yeah. Weird. When you hear all the like, names, don't you? It's like Almunia saves Forestieri. What a header, what an assist for Hoggy. Um, yeah. And then Nigel Callahan, who made over 200 appearances for Watford and later in his career, only made eight appearances for town in 1991 whilst on loan from Aston Villa. And that is your history corner this week, Brady. Fantastic. Um, because we've rambled for quite a little bit there, um, is there anything you want to say about Watford before we go to the fan phone then? Um, not really. I mean, I mean, five clean sheets this season, so you kind of got to take a look at that. And I mean, they've it's very interesting looking at their results. I mean, Ishmael, we know he can do stuff, but since Barnsley, it's always been a bit. Mm, mm. Um, it was very funny, and I, I, I don't know if I haven't spoke to Joe yet. I will speak to him in the future, um, but when I who I'm going to speak to about Watford, um, when uh, they put up that he'd signed the contract, did you see that um, when Watford announced that Ishmael had signed a new contract, um, it was like they were trolling the whole of the football world because they just put club statement about Ishmael with the corner flag, and everyone just thought he'd been sacked already, but they'd actually um, they've actually given him a a contract for the next couple of seasons, aren't they? Which surprised a lot of people um so yeah they they've obviously still got some decent players but i feel they're, they're not as a, a strong force as they have been in the past so i mean um speaking of young lads brady you you have got to look at promise like that and i, I think they're they're roughly starting to find a balance of um like just a uh, senior pros and, and bringing in players like Ryan Andrews, um, who's a right back, might play Saturday. I don't know. He's, he's played quite a few games this season. One goal gets right up and down those wings. Um, and then mixing him in with people like uh, Semmer, who also just all over the place. And we kind of know the quality there, don't we, as well? So, um, But, 
I mean, it's all about me going on here, but let's talk to someone who knows a bit more than me. And uh, I caught up with uh, my mate Joe, who lives in Watford and goes watch watches them quite a lot. So, yeah, here we go. Hello, this is Tom Bradshaw, and you're listening to the Fan Phone-In. Hello, caller. Tell us about your team. Hi, Joe, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um... Tell us about how Watford did last season. In a word, um, under par. But it was really disappointing. We started the season with marquee players like Emmanuel Dennis, Ismail Assar, Jao Pedro. We had an up-and-coming manager like Rob Edwards there. Then we ended up reverting to type. We sacked him, ended up with three coaches over the season, and we finished with something like 16 wins, 15 draws, 15 losses. Um, Probably weird to note that we... We started this season with none of those players and Rob Edwards went and took over our biggest rivals and took them to the Premier League. Yeah, the cruel world of football, eh? Um, tell us a bit about life under Mr Ishmael, though. How's that going? Apparently, he's uh, addressed a lot of the training ground disciplinary issues that existed and have been allowed to fester over time at the club. Um, club communication on that front is never that big, so you have to read between the lines a lot. Um the football's not hugely inspiring, but everyone seems to be playing for each other a lot more than they were in under previous coaches. So, um, yeah, and I mean, it's probably important to note that this is probably the worst squad on paper at any time we've had, probably since the Pozzos took over like 10 or so years ago. Are there any um, standout players for Watford so far this season? I'll give you um, three. So, Mateus Martins, definitely our most technically gifted player. Plays in the left wing. He's on, on loan from our uh, sister club, Udinese. Um, he loves cutting in and shooting. And certainly, if we were to produce a big moment, that would be from him. Um, future star would be Yasser Espria. Um, plays anywhere across the front three and attacking mid. Loads of skill. Um, probably is still still a little bit on the young side and a bit sort of skinny. And probably could do with filling out a little bit. The same sort of thing was said about Jao Pedro a few years ago and we only sold him in the summer for 30 million quid to Brighton. So, yeah, I'd say he definitely has the same sort of potential as Jao Pedro did back then. So, And then, yeah, a crowd favourite, or at least amongst my group of mates, Ken Summer, who plays across the left wing, can fill in left back and has played centre mid a few games. Hardworking lad who's come up with some big moments over the years. Seems like a decent fella. He's often the first one you see at any kind of community work that the club has ever put in on. So, yeah, definitely a favourite amongst the crowd. So, yeah, a bit of a tough start to the season for you, but I guess it's all picking up a bit now, isn't it? I mean, how are the team currently performing? As I mentioned earlier, players seem to be playing for each other a bit more. Someone we've not seen in a good few years at the club, probably since 2018 or 19 when Deeney was kind of ruling a roost. So... Yeah, I think a few of those good results have masked over that we've not really merited a lot of those wins, but those sort of things shake out over the whole season. So we performed better and lost a few at the start of the season. And then last week against Millwall, we probably did enough to win it and that ended up having to score quite late on to even nick a draw. So, yeah. Right, touching on all that then, Joe, um, how do you think Watford will do up in Huddersfield on Saturday? I would take a draw from this, to be honest with you. However, I just looked up what you guys are doing in the form table and it's not massively promising no offense um to be honest though over the last few seasons it's felt like we've been the perfect side for any out of form team to come and face so yeah if, if there was ever a club to have to play after conceding eight and two games it'd be us um i'd say we're not really looking capable of scoring many especially in, in the away games that i've seen so yeah and hopefully Jonathan Hogg gets a decent reception from the away fans that do make the trip. Nice one. And there we have it. Cheers, Joe, for that. Um, B-Dog, what are we on the agenda next? What's on the agenda? Well, it's time for a question. Specifically, Kuana's question. A few things, the things change, but also a lot of things are still the same. Okay, so Kuana's question this week is, what positives can you share about Huddersfield Town? Um, guess what? Guess what the answer is going to be, Tom? Not positive, but I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to read them out, and then we're going to think of positives to ask each other. Okay, here's here's sums up the fan mood. Cameron Steele, nothing. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, 
Nope. Uh, Matthew <laughs> says, Leeds didn't fancy breaking a record against us. Chris says, the club exists. Tom, have I got any better responses than that? Some I can't read out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what would you say is a positive about town? Because I feel like we need to cheer people up a bit, you know? Um, a positive about town, Brady. The, um, the third kit is very nice this season, I think. I think the home kit's pretty nice as well. It's still always black socks for me. Always black socks. Um, I think one, but joking aside, I do think you have got to kind of give credit to the club um, because they are starting to follow up on some promises. Um, the promises that they can kind of fulfil early on, which is trying to improve the fan experience so we've we have seen more um input in the kind of fan park and different things turning up before the game there's there's been more of that which is really good to see isn't it um uh so i'd, I'd say that's that's my positive at the moment brady um it's yeah it's, it's difficult though at the moment i mean what is your positive well, I'm going to read a few more listener ones because um, they've actually been flying in while we're recording. Oh, excellent. So uh, I'll, uh, this also gives me a chance to think. Uh, Joe Riddlesden says, maybe the fact Radoni's injured might put some clubs off in January. That's a good point. He's been very good. Um, Mark Harrison says, we're going to have a Chelsea-like spending spree in January, but hopefully, unlike them, it'll include a striker. We'll come on to that uh, later. Joanne says, my grandson, who is six, is still excited that he's going to the game on Saturday. Win, lose, or draw, he's happy to cheer Lee Nichols and enjoy his pre-game hot dog. That's nice. That's nice. Very like nice. Uh, Marcus Burler says, some of the small changes so far, like the big screen in the fan zone before the game, because the TVs are very small on the ground. I, yeah, I, um, you may, listeners may have heard for our um Leeds preview, it was post-Cardiff game. I was in the little fan zone. Um, it, it, you know, it, it was good. I mean, it, you know, it's as good as things in a car park can be. But I like the food. The food was really good. I had a pulled pork burger, um, had some beers. And if you had a few too many drinks, you could have bought a TOG 24 fleece for about 50 quid. So um, I think that's nice. I, I do appreciate what they're doing outside the ground, all joking aside. Um Dave, Terry Dave says, we aren't bottom three. The shirts this year are quite nice. You talked about the shirts. The number nine shirt is still free to be filled too. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, okay. My one. Yeah, probably probably the fan zone stuff. I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to it. I know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the stuff they are doing around the ground, they, they're really trying to make an effort. And I think we've heard about improving the match day experience under previous ownerships. And I, although I'm, I hear the cries of, oh, what about stuff on the pitch? Um, it's good to see someone like them actually following through with that. So I think yeah. that is positive. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with that. The stuff not on the pitch is <laughs> positive. Yeah. And, well, uh, it's yeah. like thing, things take time, Brady, don't they? And like, there's been very interesting. I mean, I, I think you can, if you wade through things on good old down at the mat, you can see rumours, if you can call them rumours, about what happened over the summer and why certain signings weren't made and things like that. So there's always something there. It's not, by the sounds of it, it's not like certain signings were not tried to be brought in this season. And it, for some reason, it didn't happen. But I think you have got to say to the club, well done for starting to listen to what town fans did say was lacking that was off the pitch um and hopefully it'll just get better yeah um tom do you want to say all those rumors and down and mac and get us into trouble um, <laughs> the weirdest one for me was that neil one especially secretly an alien and um <laughs> uh, <laughs> the weirdest one for me is that Kyle Hudlin is actually two people and it's just like two kids, one on, you know, that one where there's like one on the other's shoulders. <laughs> um, speaking of Kyle Hudlin, he was training, he was warming up at halftime near us. I sat with my mate and we were sat, obviously, because of the way fans, we were right next to the tunnel. So his view was obscure. <laughs> and then he just like came around and he was like, oh, like, because <laughs> he was so tall. He was like, this guy's massive. I was like, yeah. 
that may be um yeah shout out to wish um okay we're at half time here so um as i always say i always nip down to get a beer at half time um that's what i do that's part of my pre-match routine i like it um but if you can't wait that long Go on magicrockbrewing.com. Uh, they sponsor this podcast and they will give you, the listener, the lovely listener, 10% off any orders that you do online. Uh, only if you use our code AHTTC10. So get it used. Uh, and we will see you after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, Tom, we've danced around our starter. Let's get stuck into this main course. I did a poll because I was at that game, uh, mm. Road. Uh, you could add a B in front of it, and that spells something rude. Um, we said, so I did a little poll because uh, I heard these at the game, and I, well, we'll see what I thought of it. But I asked the listeners, uh, were the anti Darren Moore chants at Ellen Road on Saturday fair to the manager? And uh, 60% said yes. 33% said no, and I gave people the other option, which is like, well, and explained, and that was 5.7. So, um, Tom, what do you think that's fair? Do you think it's fair? Because so there were some that were a bit rude. There were some that you were getting sacked in the morning. There was a lot of, like, there's only one Neil Warnock. Do you mm. think that's fair, Darren Moore? That's the question. Um, so I, I was I was not there and I was watching it on TV. I, I can't believe I watched the whole game, to be honest, Brady. I turned it off when the when the third went in, I turned it off for for five minutes. <laughs> and thought and thought, right, I'm going to I can't do this. I'm gonna go in the garden or something and just stare at a wall. Um but then I went back and then turned it on. <laughs> the ball was already in the net just before half time. <laughs> and you still watched it till the end. And then I watched the second half. <laughs> right. um, but I don't know why I just ended up freezing and just ended up sitting there. But that when I heard the town fans singing that, I mean, I laughed a bit because I just thought that's ridiculous. I thought it was the Leeds fans to start with because I've just thought maybe for some reason. Leeds fans didn't like Darren Moore or there was some history there and then to find out that it was the town fans is it's not really on it's very very early days um it's very harsh I think that um but I do think it's it's kind of a it's this has been building up for months if not years this kind of I don't know there's this just started things to build up in the fan base. Um, I think like people are attacking more, people are attacking Nagel, and it's kind of like they've both only been here for such a short period of time. There's not much they could be doing about it. Um, on the other hand, I do think the way Darren Moore did set up on, I'm like, oh yeah, I can sit here as like just a. Uh, a guy who draws pictures and be like, yeah, well, Darren Moore should be playing three at the back with two two wing backs. You know what I mean? I'd like it's really rich coming from a fan saying, oh, he set up terribly." But it would be you know about procreate and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's just like it. As much as Leeds t- took their foot off that gas in the second half, Brady. You saw more structure, you saw 
it's just oh it just seems a little bit too little too late too little too late um i've gone on a bit there so i i, I thought it was harsh i did think it was very harsh um and uh cosy said on uh on our chat about um more going down the tunnel straight away um and i guess kind of shot himself in the foot a bit there um because people might hold that certain town fans might be a bit like yeah he shouldn't have done that i mean i think if you just go up to the fans at the end anyway you're going to get abuse either way after a defeat like that um, i mean what well, you were you were there you were actually there brady so me actually hearing it on the tv i was shocked but what was it like being in it did you join in i bet you started the champ didn't you yeah yeah i started it and i, I tried to like fight him on the pitch um yeah. no i am um, the 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 tunnel thing like i'd straight down the tunnel right i i get it but i i i've got to be honest i didn't think i didn't notice that like i was next to the tunnel and i didn't really think about that that wasn't what was crossing through my mind and like I've, i'm not sticking up for him but like if someone was saying to me i'm gonna get sacked in the morning i i have slightly different opinions about um going to the for example like you know in like french football when the ultras go give you like a dressing down after yeah. you've lost on the microphone i'm like what if i was a footballer that would drive me mad it's like why is some like coked up drunk man <laughs> with a megaphone telling me that i need to do better um but i realized that's not what everyone thinks like and i could see why you'd get annoyed about that I thought the com I, I I I thought that was really unkind, and like I think, and we saw in the comments. I think it's just really hard. Like, look, like you can review and reflect on everything in the moment. Uh, sorry, like after it's all happened, but I think in the heat of the moment, you will say stuff. And I mean, some of the chanting in general, back and forth between the Leeds fans, wasn't great. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I didn't enjoy in look like you do what you want at the football, but mm. you know makes people feel uncomfortable it made me feel a bit uncomfortable with some of the stuff um i i just think it's unkind and i don't i look like we had a bit of a, a chat about this um before we recorded but okay i'm, I'm just gonna say it mm. i darren moore made mistakes on on saturday he's made mistakes that i think you can rightly get annoyed with however I just I don't think this is a good environment for anyone to come in, and I the reason people are chanting for Neil Warnock is because um, Neil Warnock was doing an okay job, and I've said this on the podcast cards on the table. I didn't want Neil Warnock to be here for the rest of the season, and as Cosy said, it's a brave move to bring him in at the time. In I think this is the problem is I don't know if Moore's a good manager or the right manager for Huddersfield Town. I don't I don't think um, I, if I'm being honest I don't think anyone really does he's made mistakes absolutely would Neil Warnock make the mistakes that he made uh, on Saturday no but we'd st I don't think we'd win that game I don't I don't think anyone can sit here and it's pure hypothetical I don't think anyone can say we'd win that game if Neil Warnock was in charge on Saturday would we have done it differently yeah of course we would no, I don't think anyone can say whether Darren Moore is a good manager or not because he has seven games he had four of them in the first two weeks and he's not had a transfer window to bring in his own thing i think the wider point and the point that is annoying me and i think most people will agree with me on this is it's just a silly it, it, it's a silly decision to bring him to say you're going to stick with neil warnock for a year and say you're going to do it from a position of strength but if you appoint neil warnock in like end of june and you get rid of him in september that's you've just created you create a really difficult situation and look like we all make mistakes and i feel like you touched on it there with nagel and more like some of the stuff is years of being i don't know them dressing up things that aren't maybe the best but the problem is how can more like more is probably the first manager we've had in what like four years five years like maybe you could say after carlos where like that he's following someone who's doing an okay job like mm -hmm. Carlos resigned and we we're in a bit of a difficult situation, but it's that that is it, that's a club issue for me. That's not a more issue. And I think Neil Warnock was getting a really good job out of this side because I think the circumstances are right for him. I don't think the circumstances are right for Darren Moore. And I I've, I've said this to you quite a few times off air. 
we are just going to have to limp till January and bring those people in. And they will back him because they have to back him because it makes their decision look foolish otherwise. And I know that's not good enough. And we've got, what, like another 10, 11 games before that. But like what the argument I would say, right, is if people say more out, if more is not the like is not the person, who is that person? And people will say Neil Warnock, but they don't want him. And like they, they, you know, for whatever reason, he left. So I don't know another manager because Neil Warnock's not an option. I don't know another manager who comes in and does a better job with the squad we have currently. Neil mm. Warnock was getting out of this squad because he's that type of manager to pick something out. But like, if they want to go in a different direction and bring in someone who's going to improve the team over time, then they need to give him the tools. He's not had a window. And I like, I'm not. I feel like I'm going pro more here. And he's a nice guy and stuff like that. Like, but I, I just, I, I, I can't judge him on this. Like, you know, we're losing four-one to Leeds. Yeah, and it's not great, but we've got a forty million. They've got a forty million pound signing, like a thirty million pound winger going up against the third choice right back we signed on loan from Stoke. He's got Keen Harrett, who I actually think has done an okay job as his only choice up front. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see any manager doing a better job with the tools that we've got at the moment. Uh, uh, like uh, yeah I don't and like they don't want Warnock and like I just think it's a silly decision and it just puts so much pressure on on Darren Moore and I actually think that's the thing that's unfair here because you know people are going to have an agenda either way and I realise I will stop here but people get an agenda either way if Moore gets backed in January people are going to go well why didn't you do that for Neil if he does a terrible job we should have never got rid of Neil so I just don't feel like Moore can win oh yeah I mean that's uh, honestly as soon as we got rid of Warnock. Um, the first thing I thought was, whoever comes in won't last till the end of the season. I right. I think it's going to take... Honestly, I, I think because, but like you just said, Brady, everything will always be come back to, um, oh, Warnock had done this, Warnock would have done that. Look what Warnock was doing. I honestly think if you, they really wanted Darren Moore, this sounds mad, they should have... <laughs> I've given it to um, someone within the club for a few months and then brought someone in or maybe more something or, or brought in basically like a fall guy because I ju- I ju- it's like it's I mean it's similar to when Wagner went and you bring in Siva and as soon as like ev- everyone thought do you know what I mean he should not have been here at the end of last year and that going into the championship and things like that. It's, you're following someone who's had success. You're following a legend. It was always going to be, um, it was always going to be hard for whoever it was, but like we've, we've already touched on, it's a buildup of things as well. It's buildup of um, what people are just getting frustrated by throughout the, the last few years, lack of investment, maybe not even lack of investment, but just the wrong investment, bringing in the wrong type of player, kind of wasting money on certain players and then not not making money on them um not being able to keep hold of managers i mean you in in reality right we should have had corbran all of last year we should mm-hmm. have we should still have had carlos corbran but who knows exactly why he left but i i'm pretty sure it's probably potentially down to lack of Funding, lack of signings, losing your two best players at the end of the at the end of um, that season, and then not um, replacing them, um, and and we're still seeing that now. We're still seeing problems from that now. Um, should I read a couple of the well explained belows, Brady, briefly? Yeah, yeah. If you want to, go for it. Um, I mean, uh, Jack says um, he thinks it's harsh. Um, if he's bad, then he's bad. It's not his fault he's got the job. It's early days. And should we really be that harsh so early on? Um, it is only, what is it, seven games? Seven, and like you yeah. said, the first four were within the space of two weeks. I would say it's a bit disappointing that I've not really seen much after the international break, though. That has disappointed me a bit. Um, um, Philip says, we have to be fair and say he's been thrown into the deep end. However, his tactical decision and lack of viable plan Bs are purely his own doing. Um, the Derby summed it up. Leeds have arguably the quickest attacking side in the league. Um, and how do they score the first goal? Preventably, K- 
countered. Um, I that first goal was horrible to watch. I mean, it, it was. Um, I think I think Matt said it on the main pod. It um, leads kind of becoming aware, thinking, "Oh, look how good we are at the counter." But when you isolate what how Town set up for it, it's absolutely shambolic. This is. I mean, I don't want to go on because we'll we'll end up going on for about two hours here, Brady. But whilst I was watching that first half, um, these are a few things that ran through my head. It was like, so. When you get an FA Cup game and you get a team from like National League playing someone in the Championship or the Premier League, um, sometimes they up the game, and do you know what I mean? They have a good game, or sometimes it looks ex- it looks exactly like that first half looked on Saturday, like that town that town team looked like a team coming up against getting absolutely destroyed by a team in like golf golfing class. It it was it was so bad, and these as bad as you can say. Oh, the players aren't good enough. Aren't good. But they're still they're still supposed to be tier tier two, tier three. Do you know what I mean? Quality players. None of these players should be playing in the national league kind of thing. You know what I mean? That kind of level. They should all be. They're all good enough to be where they are, or they wouldn't they wouldn't be there. Um, and I just, it just felt like you could see it coming. We weathered the storm for 20 minutes. Yeah, well done. Then we concede the goal. And then it's kind of like, well, then mm, maybe you should shore it up a bit. But we didn't. And that kind of comes down to the manager. But then another thing we touched on, Brady, off air is um, this team. There's there's a lot of weak players in this team. Um, and... Darren Moore seems like a lovely bloke. I don't know what he's like in the changing room, but when he's when he's doing his match interviews and when he's on the side of the pitch, I don't really see him firing a rocket up anyone's ass. Do you know what I mean? I don't see him getting people motivated to get stuck in, be aggressive. And I think part and parcel of being successful in the championship is being a very aggressive side. Um, and we lack players that are aggressive massively i think um it's interesting right because I was, I was listening to something um talking about how you don't really see like manager like darren moore i mean you know we've seen a clip of him at sheffield wednesday after they they secure that amazing comeback and they just all say like your mindset and getting us into it i think it's barry bannon like it's, yeah but i was listening to something and it was they were talking about what arsene wenger had to say i always find with football as well like if you want a quote about something you can find an Arsene Wenger quote. Yeah. Uh, and he always said, like, you, you should only give one absolute rollick in a season, otherwise it loses impact. Now, I don't know if it this this game, and I agree with you, it looked like tactically, I was at that game, tactically we were wrong. I think you should have changed it a lot quicker. Um, I don't want to keep singling out Tom Edwards, but he had a terrible first half, got rightly hooked. I don't think Nakayama's great. I don't, the thing is, as well, like Nichols as well, like... it. it it's hard to bl- Edwards was was not great, but I think there was a lot of bad performances there, and I d- I know we don't talk about this enough, and like maybe people don't want to get into this, but I just think a lot of this is mental as well. Like it's a mental thing. Like it's just yeah, but Brady, I feel like we've been saying that. Well, no, but we about, have. Yeah, for about five out of the five out of the six last town squads. This is what I mean, though. I think it runs it runs deeper, and like, how, how do you? address that because I remember Phil Hodgkinson talking about this when he was on it was like yeah the players have been getting you know like a, not like a counsellor but like I suppose like a, a coach like a you know kind of like the yeah, mindset yeah. coach but I, I don't want to say the answer is is just a better quality players but I, I do think look like maybe it's a completely different comparison but you see you see Manchester United right like and you see all the stuff that's been going on wrong at that club for years, and it's just it's just a bit of a toxic environment. And I think maybe that's what the club need to do here. And uh, you know, I think they are taking steps, maybe off the pitch, to address that. But I just think it's been such a negative environment for mm. so long because we've you know we're a team that's underinvested, and we're a team that's. Yeah been in relegation battles for seasons and seasons and even if you're like I don't know Ben Wiles who comes in and like you're a new player 
I, I think if there's a general bad vibe, <laughs> like yeah. you kind of get sucked into it. We've all, you know, like I, I know football's completely different, but we've all been at a workplace where you come into someone and it's a bad vibe and you get sucked in. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. It can change. That, it can, I mean, yeah, it can change things completely, can't it? Um, Brady, we've spent about um, half an hour doing that and um, Quell Panama twit on Twitter. Uh, yeah. sums up pretty much what we've said in, all right read it out it says um the inadequate squad he inherited has been further depleted by injuries and he has been compared with warnock who's been been elevated to a godlike status by many town fans when who knows what would have happened if he had stayed um that's that's there well um and then flinty just to throw in another one um says no it's the owners we all knew getting rid of Warnock was a mistake. And there's a couple of mentions of Cartwright who um, appointed Darren Moore. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But I mean, people were blame, blaming Lee. People were blaming Dean. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I, again, I think it's, I think it's early days. Like, I, I, the only thing I can say about Nagel is, right, I think the tweeting does run, rub people up the wrong way. But like he's gonna do that, that's fine. But like the only thing I do I do think, and maybe this is why we need to wait and see, is we've heard the words before. I think this is the thing you talk about the general malaise. We've heard a lot of words, we need to see action. The only confidence I have is I think Nagel has the money to see that action. Like I really do. And like I you know, I'm not we need to have a window, and I think Stephen Chicken talked about it, where it's we get the bet, you know, I'm not saying we need left back, but where we get a Toffolo, where we get a Smith Rowe, yeah. where we get four or five players. And I, like Cosy said it, and I, maybe it's I want to believe him, and maybe this is the hope I can give to town fans, but I think the positive you can say is it's so bad that they have to do something about this. And yeah. I know we said that last season and the season before, but it is bad. And I, I think because Nagel has probably more money than Dean Phil, um, we don't know to the full extent, but I get that impression. Yeah, I feel like they will do something about it, and that's the difference. I feel like Nagel can back up those words, whereas previous ownership couldn't. Mm. Didn't want to exactly. for whatever reason. Yeah, that's actually yeah. Hope. Um, But that doesn't mean we're going to get killing Mbappe, but we might, <laughs> might actually spend some money on players, and we might get some good loan signings in. And I, I do think we'll have to wait and see. And this is going to be really tough. There's no, there's no. no talking about it and as us two who have to do uh podcast week in week out previewing the games um it's not going to be easy but i i just think yeah come january 31st they we're going to have a better squad because we just we just have to got to yeah we have to and i think i think they recognize that and i know that's not great but yeah look like if that you know, I know it was an internal target, and maybe Warnock said said that because he did, like same with the. Uh, I, that's a point I want to touch on as well. Like as Warnock's going, he said this is a playoff team. He did exactly the same at Middlesbrough when he was leaving, and I love Neil Warnock, but Neil Warnock kind of cares about himself, and he's doing that. So in talk sport, when we do rubbish, he can go on there and say, well, you know, mm. you know, I, they we're a playoff team with that. Um, yeah. Much I love Neil. So yeah, I. I I do think like that's what we've got hope for. We've got hope for this is so bad, it can only get better. And yeah. uh, come January 31st, I think, you know, even if it's, you know, I know people say, but do you want to be come to a team that's like second from bottom? Money talks. Yeah, you know, the money's right. Money talks. <laughs> the so, money's right. You're going to come, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. Tom, anything you want to add? I feel like we've rambled quite a bit. Um, no, no, I think that's, I think that's um, a good venting therapy what, session for me mate what a Watford preview this is let's talk about yeah. match predictions then Tom yeah. you talked about that squad anyone you're bringing in any changes you're making or do you just want to do score predictions Um, I mean with um, how depleted it is it's the middle isn't it that's the I mean if Ruffles is fit uh, but then Nakiyama's been very disappointing in these last couple of games. But I'm trying to think of someone. I mean, you've mentioned Reg. Um, Nakiyama's quite a good ball player. So I feel like you could always slot him in the middle and he'd do a job. He might not be able to win the ball as much, but I feel like he, he can pass the ball. He can 
he can take on a player if he wants to. Do you know what I mean? He, he's got a decent free kick on him. Yeah, it's like it's just it's worrying what what that middle's going to be looking like. To be honest, Brady. Um, so yeah, I think you've just got to. I'd like more because he played far at the back, didn't he, on Saturday? And it's stick to stick to what you're supposed to. There's five, the three at the back or five at the back. Like, go back to that. Trust it, um, because apparently that's that's the kind of football you play, and um, just what you were brought into to play, wasn't it? This this attacking football. Um, yeah, so. but I mean, I mean, I, I he did from what we, I mean, the deep dive we did, he does switch stuff up a lot. So mm. like, I don't think he is necessarily set on a formation. And yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I'm just looking at that that team. I, I just, um, I'd have Matty Pearson starting. Yeah, Pearson starts obviously. I, I'd I mean, probably, I just I'd probably don't get He's not good going forward. He, he's not yeah. the best defensively, but I just think, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably start Hadley. I wouldn't be starting Diara. You wouldn't I thought, be. I thought he had a. I thought he had a bad game on. Um, on uh, Saturday, I just it's decision making. Those points in that first half where we actually got up the field, all right, and D- Diara finds himself on the edge of the box, and Bergzog's made. A, do you know what that Bergzog? Good, I like him. But Bergzog's making making <laughs> he's making a run across the de- back of the defenders, and all Diara's got to do is slot it around the corner, and he just holds on to it too long. But it's not even like Bergzog isn't pointing where it's going. I just remember watching that and thinking, come on, lad. Like we've seen we've seen glimpses of him being confident. And I don't know if it's a, a confidence thing that's gone with him. But yeah, for me, uh I'd be probably be dropping Diara. Um I'd be I'd I'd be playing a very similar team that to what we had in the second half to be honest Brady. Obviously yeah, I thought Jackson did okay as well. I know you can tell like the game's done, but like I think he he did all right. I don't remember Getting beaten that much? No, but he's he's. I always think he's a he's quite a sensible player. He, when he gets the ball, he knows when to let it go. He, he's been a bit funny defensively now and again, but um, it's just simple stuff we need to do on Saturday. We need to do the simple things. As soon as you get that ball, move it along. Don't hold on to it too long. Um, yeah. With that in mind, then Tom, let's talk score predictions. What, yeah. what are you going for for this? Oh, Brady. Um, I think we'll lose the game 2-1 just simply because we don't have... It's it's going to be a B team. It's, it's half a B team squad is going to be in there. And I just don't think there's there's going to be that enough experience. Even if we went 1-0 up, I just don't think there'd be that experience to hold on kind of thing. I just think, yeah, 2-1 Watford for me, Brady. Okay, well, you know, um, out of the last seven games to, uh, that Town have played, both teams have scored five of the last seven. So I'm going to go for one all. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think a point, like uh, it's not ideal, but um, yeah, I think a point. Yeah, and I'm going to go. Um, well, I'm going to go for our top scorer, Mikel Halleck. He's the only one who looks like scoring, to be honest. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's mad. Um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Hudlin to come on and get his his first goal for town. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Tom, I think we'll end it there. <laughs> Is there anything you want to add? <laughs> um. I think. Take a step back. I, I think a lot of it was in the heat of the moment on Saturday because obviously it is a derby. It all came in forty-five minutes, which is terrible. I think that that didn't help how quickly it, how quickly the shitness happened. Sorry to swear. Um, yeah. So t- take a step back. Actually, have a look at the squad. Have a look at the injuries because it's very. It's not just Darren Moore's problem here he's actually got a very difficult job on very difficult job seems to have got so much more worse than what warnock had against stoke seems to have just people dropping like flies which is yeah worrying so yeah. have a step back and look 
And it's going to be young lads. It's going to be the youngsters. There's going to be some of them coming on. They might even be starting, so get behind them on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I'll be, obviously, home game, I'll be there. And I think, like, let's just... Um, look, like, I know it's hard to support a team when things aren't going well, but, like, if it, like Tom says, it's basically going to be half a B team, so let's get behind them, because there's nothing worse than getting on the back of some young lads. Like, so let's just, let's just try and do it. And look, like, I think both things can be true. Like, Moore's not done the best tactically, but also, like, he's not got a lot to work with. So, I think um, let's just let's just try and get through this. And we'll be here to, hopefully, this has made you feel a little bit better. Maybe got, we got some frustrations out. And I tell you what, um, what would make us feel better, uh, we don't normally ask for this, but um, why don't you give us a, a review of five stars? Oh, please give us a review. Make sure you give us five stars and a thumbs up. It helps other people who don't know the pod maybe find it. Um, but yeah, why not? I haven't asked for that in a while. So, um, yeah. and, uh, Make sure we'll you say how much you enjoy listening to Tom Bradshaw speak. Um, that'll go down well on the Spotify um, algorithms, won't it, Brady? It will. It will. So do that. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Tom, thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening <laughs> if you made it this far. And we'll be back to preview the next one to Tougher Now and Up The Town. So town play on. Bring the car back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.